0: Good morning, I'd like
1: to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church on this uh, cold January morning, but we are so grateful that the warmth of the Holy Spirit is in this place. I'm so excited this morning that there are two beautiful young ladies that are coming to be baptized, they're sisters, they're twins, and so I am so excited today that first Bella Perry comes to be baptized. Bella, we're so very proud of you and your sister, and we celebrate with you and your family on this special day, and we know the angels are singing and rejoicing in heaven over your decision. Bella, I ask everyone that enter into these waters as Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, upon your profession of faith in him, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. so grateful that Macy Perry comes to be baptized. Macy we're so very proud of you as well what a special day that you can be baptized with your sister and we again celebrate and rejoice with both of you and your family and this church family and I ask you as I did Bella, Macy is Jesus Christ, your Lord and your Savior. Yes. And upon your profession of faith in Him, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. May we pray together. God, what a special day this is. We celebrate with Bella and Macy their family and friends that have come out today. And we ask, Lord, this would be just the very beginning of living a long life for Jesus, that you would walk with them and talk with them along life's way, and that we might love them, pray for them, and encourage them as they grow in their newfound faith. And Lord, I pray today that this baptism would be a witness for others who need to give their heart and life to Jesus. And in obedience, followed through believers' baptism. So, God, we just love you, and we thank you again for these two precious young ladies. And we ask God that you would continue to bless and move in this service. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in the strong name of Jesus. I pray, Amen.
0: Well, good morning. And welcome once again to uh, Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. My name is James Coleman. I'm the student minister here. If any of you are visiting us for the first time, I want to invite you to go to our welcome center after the service where we have a gift for you. Um, And Inside that gift bag, you're also going to find some information on our church, how you can get involved in different ways that you can serve, and even how we as a church body can serve you. I want you to know that when you decided to join us in worship this morning, you decided to enter into a place that is preserved and protected in prayer, a place that is saturated by the Holy Spirit. We believe that when you decided to enter into this space, you decided to encounter the living God who loves you and has called you by name that you will be equipped with the tools necessary for your own growth and relationship to Christ and that you will receive strength to evangelize and tell other people about this good news of this Savior who came to die for all of us. At this time, I'd like to invite you to please stand and greet one another in the name of Jesus and remain standing as we continue in worship. Thank you.
1: Thank you. May be seated. Wow, what powerful, powerful messages and songs. There is certainly a theme where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's is freedom and Holy Spirit rain down. And it's our prayer today that the Holy Spirit would rain down on each and every one of us that are worshiping here. And even those of you who are worshiping, worshiping with us online, we pray that wherever you are worshiping, you can feel the Holy Spirit. Today, as you were walking in, maybe you saw on the round table some brochures. Today is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And there's a passage of scripture that I would like to share out of God's Word. Psalm 139, begin with verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when i was made in the secret place when i was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written In your book before one of them came to be. I want you to know today that we cherish the gift of life that God has given us and we know that these precious babies are gifts from God and we know that there are no mistakes in God's eyes. That we all are children of God and he has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. I'm so thankful that we are a church that believes in life and we are a church that believes in the power of prayer and if you are here today and you would like to come kneel at this altar or you can stand from your seat or wherever you are worshiping today you can make that your altar but I'm going to invite you to come join me as we lift up our prayers of thanksgiving and we cry out to God in our need and in our lostness, but I invite you to come join me as we pray together. Would you come pray with me today? May we pray. Oh God, we come to you with grateful hearts where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom no oh God we thank you that in and through Christ and your spirit we are set free from the bondage of sin we are set free from our guilt we are set free from depression we are set free from drug addiction we are set free from alcoholism We are set free from pornography. We are set free from gambling addiction. We are set free from immorality. We are set free from the devil's lies. We are set free from the world and its ways. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. And we have come today asking that your Holy Spirit Would rain down upon us. Oh God, rain on our children, rain on our families, rain on marriages, rain on schools, rain on our workplaces, rain in and on our churches, rain on this state, rain on this country, and rain on this world. You are our only hope, Jesus. And we need your spirit to transform lives, to draw people to salvation. And oh God, we come to you with humble hearts and we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you, Father, that there are no mistakes or accidents. We were wonderfully and fearfully made and oh God I pray that we would always protect life and Lord I pray that you would just bless some people here today that are struggling God I pray that you would bring healing to those that are battling sickness and again father you would restore health if it be your will father we pray for people that are here struggling in their marriage we know you have the power to reconcile and heal this marriage. Father, we pray for people struggling financially. Would you this week provide resources, funds from places they never dreamed or imagined? God, there are some people here wondering if you've forgotten about them, if you have a plan for their life. God, give them a resounding assurance that you do have a plan, that you are in control, and that you will never leave them or us nor forsake us. Father, we pray for revival and spiritual awakening in our land. And I pray that people would turn from the world and its ways, and they would turn to Jesus Christ. And I pray, oh God, that you would just fill churches that preach the good news of Jesus, that there won't be enough room for the people that hunger and thirst and long for you. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to bless this church on the hill, that Father, your Holy Spirit might always be thick and moving in this place. And Lord, if there are those here today that have never placed their faith and trust in you, May a psalm that's sung, a prayer that's prayed, your word that's proclaimed, point someone to Jesus and salvation would be brought about in your name. So Father, we just love you and we thank you and ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to move. Again, sing and play through our musicians in a moment. Speak through your servant and through your word. Father, speak and move during our time of commitment that there will be decisions made for Jesus this day. For it is in the strong and the holy and the powerful name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning, if you had your Bible, would you turn with me to John? chapter three i think it was last sunday or two sundays ago i i made mention of this story i did not preach from this text but it's a powerful familiar story to many others it may be new but it's relevant for all of us it's timeless and it's power and it's meaning and i hope it speaks to you and i'm grateful for our trio here today guys thank you for leading us so beautifully at both services And we hear you again after the reading of God's Word. Begin with verse 1 of John chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs that you are doing if God were not with him jesus replied very truly i tell you no one can see the kingdom of god unless they are born again how can someone be born when they are old nicodemus asked surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born jesus answered very truly i tell you no one can enter the kingdom of god This is the word of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. beautiful thank you all so much for leading so beautifully and what a great message and song and I pray that your heart would hunger after the Lord throughout this service and beyond today but thank you for that beautiful song and I always like to share a little humor and and this is one maybe you've heard before you know I had a friend that told me that for this new year that he was making a new year's resolution that he was going to try to exercise and and he was going to diet, he was going to try to get in shape for this new year. And so I was telling my wife, Kelly, about it, about my friend named Joe, who was uh, trying to get in shape, and he was on a diet. And, and my wife said, well, what kind of diet is he on? And I said, well, he's on the Dolly Parton diet. And let me just stop for a minute to say, uh, shout out happy birthday last week to Dolly Parton 77. And she's still rocking, and I actually released a new song, I think, about a dream she had. And, and the Lord, so don't make me have to come down there is the title of it. So uh, we'll have to check that out. But anyway, I was telling my wife, and, and I said, he's on the Dolly Parton diet. And, and, and she said, well, is it working? And I said, well, it made Jolene, 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 Jolene. It made Jolene, Jolene, (laughs) a little delayed response, it made Jolene, 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 had a, had a first time guest uh, at the early service, afterward I went and said something to her, she was out at the Welcome Center and and I said, well, I hope we didn't scare you off today. I hope the joke didn't scare you off. I hope you'll come back. And she said, I don't get it. <laughs> I said, well, maybe as the day goes on, it'll register something. But you know, I've told you all for years, I enjoy running or jogging. I do it for several reasons. One, I do it for my physical health. Secondly, I do it for my mental and emotional health. And I even do it for my spiritual health as I pray the whole time. I'm running, of course, with my eyes open. But, you know, there are challenges sometimes when I run. Just recently I was out running, and as I was running, the snow and the wind were blowing, hit me right in the face. I mean, the, the snow felt like pellets. It hit me in the face, and the wind was blowing, and I felt like I was running at a lean. And then when I changed directions, when I started going another way, the wind and snow were at my back, and, man, it was as smooth sailing after that. I was like, well, this is a lot easier than running against the wind. Did you know that some trainers and coaches will pay big money to simulate wind resistance they use wind resistance to build up stamina and to create more power and strength and help with technique they will even strap a parachute on people and they run this is called resistance running and it's to make people stronger and so um, today maybe you're here and you, right now, things couldn't be better. The wind is at your back, and it's smooth sailing. You're happy. You're in good health. You're out of school. Possibly you're retired. And if someone, to ask how you are, you would say, I'm living the dream. If you heard people say, that, I'm living the dream. And maybe that's where you are today. You're living the dream. But there are others of you who are here And you are running, and the wind is against you, and you are not happy, (laughs) you are not, your health isn't very good, you're in school, it's not going well, your work, it's not going well, and you are anything but living the dream. As a matter of fact, you feel like everywhere you go, you're running against the wind, which reminds me. In 1980, Bob Seger had a hit song in the Silver Bullet Band called Against the Wind. What you maybe didn't know, and I didn't know until I research, that he was thinking about his high school years when he was running cross-country, that he would form the title of that song, Against the Wind. He was thinking about running against the wind. But in this song, it was a metaphor for growing Old, The song's message was about masturbation, growing older, and memories that were being made. And so a we continue a sermon series we began a couple weeks ago called Greater Strength. And this has been a sermon series where we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us power. The Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit guides us, convicts us, directs us. The Holy Spirit, again, strengthens us. Remember we used Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so as we look at this scripture passage today, and maybe this is what you've heard me share in past times, Pastoral author Max Licato, in his book, 316, Numbers of Hope, called this conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus the most famous conversation in the Bible. Because you remember, Jesus met this man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, which meant the separated one. Remember, the Pharisees would try to obey and live out every jot and tittle of the law, even though many times it was hypocritically lived out. But he also was a member of the Jewish ruling council called the Sanhedrin, that 71-member, if you will, Supreme Court of Jewish religious life. And it was here that Nicodemus would come out at night to try to meet with this itinerant Galilean preacher, Jesus. Now, why in the world did Nicodemus come out at night to see Jesus? Well, there are a couple of speculations or thoughts. One is that maybe he was afraid. He was afraid that people would see him associating with this man, Jesus whom there was a lot of questions swirling and a lot of doubts and a lot of accusations. Maybe he was scared or embarrassed to be seen with Jesus. Another thought is he came out at night because during the day there were people, crowds, multitudes clamoring around Jesus. And so he thought if he went at night, he could have some one-on-one, some conversation with this rabbi. Jesus Christ and so as the story unfolds we look at the life of Nicodemus and I call him old Nicodemus I I think he was probably older and old Nicodemus I think can teach us some valuable lessons through the scripture today more than that the Holy Spirit can speak to us through this story of Nicodemus meeting with Jesus the first thing we read in in verse 2 of John chapter 3 is when Nicodemus says uh, rabbi we know that you are a teacher from God because no one could perform the miraculous signs or signs that you are doing if God was not with them and so the first thing today that we can learn from this story is that Nicodemus was looking for something. Now, now look. Here was a man with VIP status. He was educated. He was a holy man who led holy people. He was uh, wealthy. He he was religious. He he had everything that you could imagine, and no doubt we can talk about this later, he was wealthy, and I'm sure he was well-dressed, and yet there was something missing from his life. And I'd be willing to say that some of you here today, maybe you you are wealthy, you're well-dressed, maybe things, again, couldn't be sweeter, you're living the dream, things are going well, but might even be religious, but something's missing from your life. I thought about the story again of the prodigal son in Luke 15, when you remember there was a man who had two sons, and in verses 12 and 13, it said, The younger son said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so the father divided the property between the two. And then it said, and after a time, the younger son set off for a distant land where he squandered his wealth in wild living. I don't know about you, but it seems like this son had it made at home. He had food on the table. He was provided for seemingly that he was loved and cared for. Things couldn't be better, but the grass looked greener, on the other side why is it that some people cannot see the blessings right in front of them and they are always looking for happiness over on the other side the grass always looks greener on the other side i i think that about people who go through midlife crisis between the ages of 40 and 60 sometimes people start uh, doubting themselves or or they're not so self-confident anymore, and many times they they try to get in better shape, or, or they trade in their old car for a newer model. They trade in their old spouse for a newer model. They, they're all the time trying to do something. They're going through something, a crisis. They're looking for something that they're not going to find out there. When this prodigal son took his share of the inheritance, and said that he set out for a distant country. Is it possible that you're here today and you're living in a distant country? And you know where that distant country is? It's away from your relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of you are here today, and you're lost, and you don't know how to get home. And in this beautiful story, we know what happens. A famine came, and we see that this, this son, he, he was hungry. He was starving. He longed to eat the pods that the pigs were eating. In verse 17, it said, when he came to his senses, he had a light bulb moment. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have food to eat? And here I am out here starving to death. This is what I'll do. I'll go home. And tell my father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. Make me as one of your hired men. You remember the story? And while he was still off at a distance, his father saw him. The father was a runner too. He ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and he hugged him and he kissed him. And he placed a ring on his finger and get the best robe and put it on him and and kill the fattened calf. We're going to celebrate this son of mine was lost, and now he's found. He was dead, and now he's alive. And they celebrated. Is it possible today that you're living in a distant land, and it's time to go home? And when you come home, you'll find the Father with his arms open wide who will love you and not condemn you or preach to you or scold you, but he'll welcome you back home I think about out of Luke chapter 19, verse 2, it says there was a man there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. But why in the world would Zacchaeus, who was a wee little man, climb up in a sycamore fig tree to try to see Jesus? Because something was missing from his life. You understand he was willing to to take the embarrassment and the ridicule from being hated because of his unfair uh, tax charges that he uh, posed on people, but that he would climb. You know why he climbed up in that sycamore tree? Something was missing from his life. And so Jesus, when he was passing through Jericho, spots him up in the tree. And you know the story. Zacchaeus, you come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. You know the rest of the story. Verse 9, it says that that day salvation came to his house. And in verse 10, Jesus said, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save what is lost. I want you to know today, Jesus is looking for you. Who or what are you looking for? You're looking for something. You can go through all of the religious customs and practices like the Pharisees did. You can look the part, dress the part, but maybe you know you're not living it and there's something missing in your life. And I shared at the early service, there is a God-shaped hole or void in the hearts of people and they're trying to fill that void and that hole with everything and everyone else but the only one who can fill that need and the only one that can fill that void is Jesus Christ. And I thought about another. I, I'm, I love music, and I think about it through the years. In 1991, rock group, uh, the band Extreme, had a hit song, Wholehearted. There's a hole in my heart that can only be filled by you because this hole in my heart can't be filled with the things I do wholeheartedly. Hearted. I think about the rock band U2, who had the hit song in 1987, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. There's so many people that are trying to fill a void in their heart that only Christ can fill. And today I pray that we would come back home like the prodigal son. We would be willing to, to climb to great extent to, to have a relationship, to see Jesus that we might be willing to go out at night or any hour of the day to try to have conversation with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Nicodemus was looking for something, but then he had to learn. He was learning. Jesus said in verse 3 of John chapter 3, he said, Truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again did you hear that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again and that that's a and then verse 4 Nicodemus said well how can someone be born when they are old a person surely cannot enter into their mother's womb a, a second time and so He had to learn. He had to learn that he was getting a second chance. How many of us are recipients of second chances in our lives? How many of us have been given a do-over, a second chance, a second shot? Or when I play golf with my brothers, a mulligan? How many of us don't appreciate when we're given another opportunity? And the Greek word for another that Jesus uses is anothen. And it actually means a, a, a repeated uh, process that comes from above, a repeated action that comes from above or that comes from heaven or that comes from God. We all need, I could go through the times of my life where God has given me multiple chances. How about you? God, if you get me through this, Lord, if you forgive me, I promise I will never do it again. If you pull me through this one time, I promise you, I'll be committed. I'll be sold out. I won't let you down. How many of us have done that and then we failed miserably? Praise God. He's a God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances. I think about what Peter said, who was given a second chance after he denied Jesus. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he said, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth and to his living hope that comes from Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the dead. And Paul said in Romans chapter 6, verse 4 We therefore are buried with Christ into baptism into his death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. Then Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Isn't that great news? If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. That's a message somebody needs to hear today. The devil keeps reminding you of your mistakes and your past and your guilt and your are believing the lies. And today you need to allow that to be behind you and you need to know that I have been forgiven. I am loved by God and I am walking in newness of life, new purpose, a new beginning. God has a plan for me. But then Jesus would go on to say after he said, how can I, A person be born when they are old, they cannot enter into their mother's womb a second time. Then Jesus said in verse 5, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter into the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. For flesh gives birth to flesh, and the Spirit gives birth to spirit. And then he tells us, you should not be surprised at me saying you must, be born again. Now what does he mean by that? The the flesh gives birth to flesh, the spirit gives birth to spirit. You must be born of water and spirit. Well water is a symbol for cleansing or baptism. That we are purified. Our sins are washed away. You must be born of the Spirit. That's why we just baptized earlier today. It's an outward symbol of our inward faith. Our sins have been washed away, cleansed. But then spirit is a symbol of power. And says the the wind blows in verse eight, the wind blows where it wishes and you or it pleases and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it is going, and that is how it is to those who live by the spirit well i think what that's saying and and the uh greek word for for spirit is pneuma which is the wind of spirit in the old testament hebrew is ruach which was the breath of god and so when we think about the spirit the wind of god blowing it's the sovereignty of god flesh is limited but the power of God is unlimited. Do you understand that? We don't always know how the Holy Spirit is going to lead us, and we have a sinful nature, and we are limited on what we can do and the power that we have, but the Spirit of God is unlimited power, and we don't always know where it's going to blow or where it's going to lead us, but we know that if we're born of the Spirit, He has given us His supernatural power inside of us to do things that we could not do on our fleshly strength and power. And so today we must have a longing. If you're taking notes, the third point is a longing. We must long for that spirit to be in our lives. We must long for his sovereignty to rule in our lives. We must long for Jesus who is willing to die for you and for me. So, this message is about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit moving in our hearts and lives. The reason some people live defeated lives is they do not realize the active power of the Holy Spirit that's available to all of us who have called upon His name. And if you're here today and you know Christ, that power is available to you and me. All you got to do is tap into it. But if you're here and you're just going through the rituals like Nicodemus with no relationship, then you're going to miss that divine power. He wants to give it to you and to me. Now, have you wondered, I've wondered if Nicodemus followed Jesus. Have you wondered that? Have you wondered after he'd be willing to come out at night and he didn't want his buddies to see him and, and he had his big hat on and his flowing robe and his big beard and And you know i wonder i was like nicodemus seems like a good guy and i I love when we talk about old nicodemus i say old because we have a sign out on 421 it says a church for everyone it says it on our sign out in front of the church i always like to think about jesus said let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for theirs is the kingdom of heaven unless you change and become like this little child you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Then he told old Nicodemus how he could be born again. The church of Jesus Christ is for every age and every person. It's for all of us who would believe. And it says you'll never enter the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It's a present reality and also a future hope. It's a society where the perfect will of God is done in heaven on earth as it is in heaven. Do you understand that? The kingdom of God is made available when we submit our lives to the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's when the kingdom of God begins, when we surrender and submit to him and say, have it your way, not at Burger King, but have it your way, God. In my life, I'm giving you my heart, my all, and I trust in you to do what I cannot do on my own. We long for him. Now I want to close by sharing a story with y'all. Two-part two story and then we'll close out. Four minutes. Four minutes. For those keeping time. Years ago when I was a youth minister, our church began a building program. We were building a new auditorium. I wanted our students to be a part of the program. But knew they didn't have money to give to the building program. How can they be a part? So we would go over to the land where we were going to build, and we would circle up every week, and we would pray over that spot and ask that the Holy Spirit would anoint that ground and that many people would come to know Christ in that church building when it was built and that you would always feel the Holy Spirit. Second part of the story. We were at the little church across the street god started growing us and god was bringing people in we had to buy more land thank god for the hill family that sold us this land right where this sanctuary sits was a tobacco barn and then when it was torn down i wanted to do kind of what i had done years ago what can we do that can let the lord know we are longing for you we want you here We want this ground to be holy ground. We want it to be anointed. So we would come over and we would circle right where this sanctuary is and we would pray. I remember like it was yesterday, Vacation Bible School was going on. There was a handful of us who came over across the street and the barn was gone and we started praying for this land. And I'll never forget, as we were praying, During the middle of the prayer, I was praying that the Holy Spirit would always anoint this ground, that it would always be holy ground, that that a great harvest of souls would come to Christ through the ministries of this church. The wind started blowing. The wind started blowing. And I'll never forget, after we said amen, we had two precious members who had both gone on to be with the Lord, Raymond and Karen Hunt. Y'all might remember Raymond and Karen Hunt. Raymond had tears in his eyes, and he said, Todd, did you feel that wind blowing when you were asking for the Holy Spirit to anoint this? And he goes, I always feel the Holy Spirit blowing on this hill. And my prayer has been that the Holy Spirit will always blow on this hill and in this church and in each of you. The wind is always blowing. The Spirit of God is always blowing in this place. But we have to want Him and desire Him and long for Him in our lives. What about you? Are you longing? I have a minute. Are you longing? Are you longing for Him in your life? Or are you longing for the world? Are you longing for a peace that passes all understanding? Are you longing for a temporary fix that the world gives? Are you longing for the Spirit of God to reign and rule in your heart and life and to lead you? That's why we pray every Wednesday over this place that the Holy Spirit would be present in this place. And he is. And in a moment, we're going to have a hymn of commitment. And you're either here and you've been running against the wind Or you're going to decide to change directions and you're going to allow the Spirit of God to encourage you, to push you to making a life-changing decision for Him. What's it going to be? Somebody's alarm's going off to tell me my time is up. (laughs) But the Lord is calling you today and all you have to say is, Lord, have your way. Mold me and make me. I am the clay. And he will do that if you will allow him, even now, as we pray together. Father, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment, if there are some men or women or young people here that don't have a relationship with you, maybe they've gone through the the formal uh, worship and Father, they know what to say, how to look, um, but something's missing. They're looking to fill that void. Lord, I pray today that through your Spirit, they would invite you to come into their heart and life where they will be loved, where they will be forgiven, where they will be shown, God, their purpose. Lord, maybe there are some Christians who have been running against your Spirit instead of running with your Spirit. And Lord, they've been angry. And Lord, your, your spirit gives us the, the power to forgive our enemy. Your spirit gives us the power to fix a problem. Your spirit gives us the power to, to change or transform our lives. And all we have to be willing to do is say, Lord, have your way. Lord, maybe there are some people that have been visiting this church and they felt that the first time they drove onto this parking lot or walked into this church, they knew they were on holy ground. This is anointed, prayer-filled, spirit-filled ground. And Lord, I pray today if there are some people looking for a new church home that they might come to join this family. Lord, we love you, thank you for second chances, multiple chances, and may someone receive that opportunity even now, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna invite you to stand. We're gonna sing a hymn of invitation. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. You are the potter, I am the clay. Won't you come, and it'd be my privilege to pray with you about your decision as we sing this hymn of commitment. that that is your prayer, that you truly mean it, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way, because when we do that, your life will never be the same. If you mean it, and you commit your heart and life fully surrendered, his Holy Spirit will come inside of you, and he will guide you and direct you and teach you and love you and give you that strength and power that you do not have on your own. Thank you for worshiping with us. If you're a guest, go by the Welcome Center and receive a gift from our church and some information. Hope you'll come back and worship with us soon. Don't forget of our small group meetings tonight. Our youth meet, our children meet, and we have some small groups. Kelly and I will be in the children's wing doing coffee and connections if you wanna join us. And then don't forget Wednesday night, meal at five, prayer meeting at six, again, children's and youth activities for the whole family. It's a great family event, and we invite you to come join us. But thank you, church, that we are a church that welcomes the Holy Spirit in this place. I'm so grateful. Thank you, because he lives in us. And so if we didn't want him here, believe me, he would go somewhere where he is wanted. We desire the Spirit of God in this place. Have a wonderful week. Don't forget how much God loves you and we love you too. And ladies, we're going to sing a closing song. We'll sing the first verse of Holy, Holy, Holy. Then I'll close this in prayer. But Let's sing together. as we go from this place. May your spirit go before us. May your spirit be within us. May your spirit follow us as we strive to please you in every area of our lives. In the strong name of Jesus, amen.